Welcome to the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. I'm actually hosting today. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding Tom Sachs' studio over the last number of weeks. Um, Quotes from me have appeared in the New York Times, and I was interviewed for CBC Radio as it happens, um, about the advertisement that came out that people thought was Tom Sachs, but we didn't know if it was Tom Sachs. And then things in the press took a little bit more of a sinister turn. And there have been various allegations from former employees. Well, I wanted to just kind of clear the air, at least with one of his former employees. Uh, Sivan Amar joins me today to talk about her experience working at the studio. Um, I don't have any specific opinion myself. I just wanted to ask her some questions about her experience at Tom Sachs Studio. I hope you enjoy the episode here on the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. Welcome to the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. Today I have Sivan Amar. Uh, former employee of Tom Sachs Studio. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, I guess you've been reading various articles in the New York Times and different places, uh, things that have come out about the working conditions at Tom Sachs Studio. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess uh, I first saw the sort of post um about or sort of uh joke account posts um about uh the anonymous uh job posting regarding you know a a an assistant for an art world artist and wife um and the sort of silly demands that went along with it um i never actually saw the actual job post but mm-hmm. when everyone was like they think it's tom Sachs and what mm-hmm. are it I was like yeah that probably makes sense so mm-hmm. yeah um, I saw that I saw that post and okay. I posted about it on Facebook okay and then I ended up getting interviewed by the New York Times about my Facebook status okay yeah and then I was on national CBC radio but the whole time I wasn't aware of who it was gotcha Wow. Okay. And I mean, has it been confirmed like officially? I'm not sure that that part of it has actually been officially confirmed. Although I did read some Artnet article that was pointing to him and his wife. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think because there's so much speculation around it, I mean, again, even if it wasn't him who posted it, um, it's definitely something you could see him doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so why I wanted to talk to you is because I yeah. know that you were working at that. When were you working at the studio? So I was there 2008 to 2009. And can you tell me what your job was? Sure. So I was hired as a registrar, um, which for those of you who don't know, a registrar is basically a collections manager, a logistics manager, um, everything on the sort of uh, back end side of um, the curatorial side, for instance. Um, so, for instance, curators or directors, uh, uh, 
academically assemble a show um, and it's up to the registrars to bring the artwork uh, together uh, into the space. So uh, we arrange all of the transportation, all of the condition reporting, um, all of the insurance, um, all of the loan contracts or sales contracts, if it's a, um, a, a commercial venture. Um, and we you know, ensure that installation is handled correctly. Um, and then if there are sales or de-installation uh, de of an exhibition, um, that those then go on their merry way or get back into their proper storage facilities. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's basically what we as registrars do. How did you how did you find the job? Did you answer a prominent uh, art world couple? Yeah, it was actually back then the number one place for art jobs in New York City for postings was Craigslist. <laughs> so did it say prominent art world couple? I mean, I I don't believe it said Tom Sachs studio is looking for. It probably said, you know, artist. Uh, active artist collection seeking mm. registrar. Um, did you know who he was when I you did applied? not know who Tom was. Um, in in uh, college and graduate school, I studied medieval art history. I never really particularly liked contemporary art, but considering I didn't want to become a professor or um, you know become a curator or anything like that. Uh, realistically my academic pursuits and my professional pursuits were always kind of separate mm. um so being in new york city you know you there's a plethora of art galleries um you know around chelsea obviously um now lower east side um and brooklyn uh so i was just working wherever i could get a job really um and uh, this opportunity presented itself. Um, it was a very sort of scrappy um, studio, uh, you know, and had a real street vibe to it. And so I definitely connected with that. Um, and uh, I think Tom, you know, if I remember correctly, he was like, do you even know who I am? And I was like, no. <laughs> And I don't know if he was like intrigued by that and like thought mm -hmm. he could mold me, you know, um, especially because I was also, I think he really liked it because I was also Jewish. Um, mm -hmm. My father's Israeli. So he was like, were you in the army? You know, and I was like, no, I wasn't in the army. But, you know, I, he, he was fascinated by uh, that side of me and that that uh, sort of connection that we had there. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there were great times working there because I was maybe I think I was well let's see in 2008 I was 24 uh 24 to 25 working there and when you work in a place that has like zero corporate rules so to speak you know um where it's like people were smoking weed and you know there's a lot of um not suitable for work material in his artwork, you know? Um, and so those conversations abound um, and it becomes very tight knit and everything. So I had a great time there, but uh, you know, on the flip side, um, I was supposed to be, or made to feel that I was available 24 seven, you know, um, he got me a, a Blackberry Pearl, <laughs> if you remember those back in the mm. day with the BBM. 
Um, and he would text me or call me, you know, at two in the morning saying, remember this for tomorrow or whatever it is. Um, and I guess, you know, this was all before Time's Up or hashtag me too or anything like that. And the, the sort of mentality of the art world, which I think is still prevalent is like, uh, dog eat dog world, you know, mm -hmm. you have to do this. You have to pay your dues. Like this is, this is normal. Um, but you know, at what point do you feel uncomfortable and, you know, say for yourself, I can't do this anymore. So. I guess what I'm trying to get at is there's been a lot of stuff in the press that was kind of like suggesting that him and his, uh, that Sachs and his wife had taken out this advertisement mm -hmm. looking for someone to basically be on call 24 hours a day um, for all kinds of different jobs for one different duties for one person mm -hmm. and that was a series of articles that came out but then when it started talking about him referring to his rape room or whatever the other aspects of things that former employees had been talking about it got more sinister what I was curious about from you is did you have any experience like like anything more sinister happening around you when you were yeah I mean there he definitely would display um sense of derision towards certain gallery uh not gallery uh studio uh workers that you know he didn't like um he would make sexually explicit suggestions um and um he definitely had a, a temper uh as well um and made everybody feel like you had have to tiptoe around him in his studio, which was like his temple, his safe space. Um, but, you know, if, if you're living and working in your studio space and you have employees there, like, what are we supposed to do? Um, so, so there was definitely uh, times when you, you were made to feel uncomfortable. Um, and then I always, you know, what always, always stuck with me was that he called his office um, the Eagle's Nest, which is apparently what Hitler called his, you know, last stand bunker um, or whatever. I, maybe it wasn't his last stand bunker, but he called something um, Eagle's Nest. And I was like, why are we referencing, you know, Hitler anything <laughs> um here and then you sort of understood that it was this sort of like admiration so to speak of or fetishizing of this fascistic uh aspect that I think Tom really likes um and really wanted to be part of his uh studio practice and his art um, not and like he's loves Darth Vader too you know it's like yeah Vader's an interesting character do I want to be him no mm. <laughs> but Tom what was trying to be that trying to be that um, like feared leader uh, and the more people feared him he would say good you know 
um, straight up good. I want them to be nervous about this, or I want them to uh, feel a certain way around me or about what I'm working on. So do you feel like it was a lot of emotional abuse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, very much so. I mean, again, you're working for an artist, you're surrounded by artists. Um, I'm, I'm not an artist. Uh, like I said, I'm an art, uh, studied art history. Um, but the other people who worked in the office with me were also artists. I mean, this, this is not uncommon, um, where people have, you know, that pursuit separate from their, you know, uh, bread and butter jobs. Um, and so, we're all emotional people too, so, you know? So it's kind of just like, mm -hmm. <laughs> let's put everybody, <laughs> you know, with emotional issues or whatever in one mm -hmm. room and see what happens and, you know, see how it goes. So mm -hmm. definite, based, definitely- Based on your experience though, do you feel like he should just be completely trashed in the media and have Nike remove their sponsorship or their partnership? I, or... I, I think, that's a really hard question because, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, there's artistic freedom and things like that. What I think he can do to maybe redeem himself is say that he is revising his studio practice and letting his employees know, you know, this is a choice that you have. Um, you know, this is not something like if you sign up for this, this is what it's going to be like working here, you know, um, because listen, I learned a lot working there. I learned a lot about myself, my career, um, the business. Um, but again, there was not something presented to us saying that, you know, this is a type of, of, uh, program that we're running here. And if you subscribe to this, like sign the dotted line, uh, kind of thing where it was like, you're going in thinking it's just a job, for instance. Um, is he known for like his 10 bullets and knolling and all of that stuff? Yes. But where is it presented to um, employees that like you can, you know, file a complaint or, you know, say that this is something I, I don't agree with. Um, and maybe if he works on something like that, where it seems that there's more of a collaboration on it, um, maybe, maybe that, but that's, mm. that's how I feel. Um, I think everybody can, can sort of redeem themselves if they are, you know, allow themselves to be held accountable. So, you know, come forth and I think what would be really cool of Tom is like yeah I do that or I did that that's how I run my that's my art you know everybody's loved it or it's it's good in this sense or that sense and take responsibility for for how he's treated employees in the past and give them some sort of warning of what kind of environment they're agreeing to participate in Something like that. Yeah. I mean, more than just like, oh, do you know who I am? You know, like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that that was really all of the preparation I was given. And then I was hired and then that's my job, you know, and uh, you gradually, you know, will see more and more or learn more and more about it as opposed to like, here is a front 
what this will look like, you working here. We will do uh, jogs together on this date and time, you know, and you must be there or you must wear a certain uniform or whatever. Mm -hmm. And hey, some people might be into that. Great, good for you. But like, let's have that discussion up front as opposed to like finding all that stuff out uh, later on. And then you're like, well, now I have to go look for another job or now I'm, I'm, you know, I never signed up for this kind of thing. And if I, but if I don't do it, what's going to happen to me here? Right. Well, I mean, allegations of things like rape rooms and hidden cameras and different things like that were abounding. And I just, uh, I feel like when it starts to go into that territory that needs to be looked at more carefully, it becomes less of a joke and more of a serious issue. Exactly. Um, I'm not sure if, if you saw any kind of signs of any kind of behavior like that, or if it was just mainly emotional. Um, I, you know, t- again, I can't remember a, a rape room, um, but I definitely remember Eagle's Nest because we would have an intercom system and, you know, each section or room was named something else. Um, and again, I don't disbelieve that uh, he would have had something like that. Um, I There was definitely also um, CCTV. Um, so you could see, oh, is Tom in yet? Is Tom in his studio? So can I go in and get something that I need? Um, and then the reverse of that was he was able to look and see what everybody was doing. Um, a lot of, you know, he would say, oh, that's security or, you know, there's there's so many defenses of, you know, that type of um, usage. Um, but it was still like, oh, Big Brother's watching me. And he liked that aspect. He liked being thought of as Big Brother um, and as this, again, this fascistic overlord uh, that could make or break you. Um, and um, that, that just constantly permeated everywhere that towards the end of my short time being there, I was only there a year. Um, but that was what sort of drove me to the end. Were uh, you, were you yeah. fired or did you leave? On no, I, I definitely quit. I, I left. I was, um, that was sort of towards the end of this really hectic year, <laughs> um, which I even think is why he hired a registrar, um, was because he had uh, like uh, three international exhibitions opening simultaneously. He had the uh, huge Hello Kitty um, at the um, Lever House, that installation um, at that time. Um, and it was a really busy period for, for the studio. And so when we came to the end of that year and he w- he laid off, you know, about half of the studio, I just felt like, oh my, you know, I, I, I don't do well with like sort of that um, insecurity. And I was like, let me leave and go find my next thing um, that's more permanent before I'm um, told, you know, I don't have anything to fall back on. Um, he was very upset um, that I would leave him, you know, uh, when I it was like, well, what about me? You know, I have to do what's best for me. You know, um, you are an employee. You're not my family. You're not my, um, you, you know, we're, we essentially have a professional relationship, like as, as, uh, 
messed up or, or you know, as, you know, whatever you might interpret it as. But um, yeah, he was very upset that I left, like blocked me, my calls, like when I tried to get in touch with the studio for like, I need the Cobra information, you know, stuff like that, or like, you know, whenever you leave a job, like just what the administrative details So are. there's no NDA that's signed or anything like For that? For me, I didn't have an NDA, no. Maybe, you know, after, uh, when, when he got like bigger and bigger, cause I don't, I, he was just starting out at that point with like Nike stuff. Um, he, I, he really like blew up like huge, huge blips. I want to say like slightly right after. And that's when the studio was like everybody in uniforms and we all go jogging together and like, you know, stuff like that. Mm. Um, so I wasn't part of that, thank God. But <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't have it. So are, are you, do you wish him well? Or are you, are you, would you rather that certain things happen before he continue running his operation? I mean... I think I would like to think I wish everyone well. Right. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I bear no one ill will um, necessarily. <laughs> um, but like I said, I think, you know, let these allegations come forward. Let there be an investigation. Let there be a reckoning um, so that, you know, everybody can heal and move on. And that, hopefully the art world can heal and move on because I've pushed myself out of the art world because Tom in my eyes was maybe even one of the more tame um, and I want to say quote unquote lovable type of people uh, or charming um, people who when he felt like you were there for him he would do anything for you. Um, Whereas I had worked for other uh, curators and gallery owners who I don't have, you know, goodwill towards mm. because they were such toxic people. Mm. Um, and I, I guess the thing with with Tom is like, there's redemption there. There's there's definitely an ability for him to like I said, have that reckoning and, and try to fix what's going on. Um, whereas there's a lot of other people who are like, they should never be around people again. Mm. Um, so, so do you feel like you left the art world because of all of these experiences? Oh, a, thousand, a thousand percent. Like mm -hmm. I had been fired five or six times. Um, I never lasted at a job more than a year. Um, and it was just constant change, constantly mm. not knowing, you know, you, you'd get in trouble for, for blinking wrong at somebody, mm. you know, um, and, and unfortunately my story is not, um, unique. It's incredibly common in the art world. And we all just are kind of like, yeah, what can you do about it? I, you know, on to the next thing. And for the little pay that there is, you know, the lack of support or anything like that in the system, the reason why I 
you're my third interview on like the the abuses within the art world. Mm -hmm. um, I worked for I worked with a curator in England um, at Tate Liverpool, where I was a registrar and production manager there. And he uh, since relocated to uh, Dallas. Um, and I was interviewed about uh, him and his uh, uh, sort of sexual misconduct um, as well. Um, and then this is my second interview about, about Tom Sachs since all of this came out. Mm. And the reason why I'm doing this is because though I'm not in the art world anymore, I don't think anybody should be subjected to this kind of um, systemic uh, and, and oppression, systemic oppression, seriously. What was the, was it the New York Times you spoke to before? Me? I spoke to New York. It was. Oh, New York Magazine? Yeah, New York Magazine. Um, they did not use my interview material. Again, I'm. Why not? Know, I think it's because um, I was there quite a while ago. Um, and I don't think I provided anything that was different or unique from what everybody else they had been interviewing had said. And so I think just for, you know, um, editorial purposes, you know, I, mm. I, even in the article, I, I wouldn't see where, uh, you know, my material could have been used. Yeah, it was, it was, they're really mm. great uh, journalists who, who contacted me and it was a great article too. Um, but again, I don't, uh, think um, that uh, what I experienced was unique, um, both at Tom's studio and both within the art world. Um, and so I'm kind of spreading the word as much as I can to be like, there needs to be something that changes mm. within that industry that means that it's not dog eat dog anymore. It's not um, fighting over scraps of, of a paycheck. Um, and that it's not allowing these highly, highly privileged people, um, usually white, coming from very upper class backgrounds that enable themselves to support um, an art or gallery career, um, coming in and just treating everybody like garbage and like that they can be replaced in a second because there's some, always somebody younger and hungrier than you. Well, the question I had been asked by different journalists was, um, how do you think working in that studio environment in the art world differs from any other environment mm -hmm. in in any other kind of job? Uh, it's a great question. Um, and I think uh, in any other place, um, it's a company or maybe a... Um, an idea of a place as opposed to one person being their name on the door or their, you know, specific vision. And if you are not aligned with that, get the hell out of here, you mm -hmm. know? Um, so for instance, right now I'm working, um, as I mentioned, as a project manager for a branding and marketing firm, and there's zero egos there, even within the creative department. And that is something I've never experienced before, where we all come together as a team. We all, you know, 
want to um, make the project succeed. Um, and that's because we feel valued within the company. You know, they um, listen to uh, our feedback. They um, pay us well, you know, they don't expect us to be at their beck and call, you know, 24 seven. Um, and I think that is just not what it's like working in the art world at all. Um, like I said, it's their name on the door. And so the, the impression is it's my way or the highway. And so you live in fear of wanting to express yourself or just say, hey, can we try it a different way? <laughs> you know, or how about this? Um, you just never know when it's something will, could be taken as, oh, okay, yeah, let's try that. Or mm -hmm. who do you think you are? And then they take it, that mm -hmm. idea, take it themselves. Or frankly, having something thrown at you because that's happened too. Or your mm. head chewed off in front of everybody plus the public because that has happened before as well. So the art world dictatorships are what you're- Dictatorships. Exactly. And again, it goes back to my comment about fascism. <laughs> like, you know, there there's some type of personality, I guess, that's that's driven to that. Um, and I think, you know, the cult of the artist as as you know, it's the, the phenomenon has been um labeled uh, over the years, um really translates to other factors like star curators or um you know diva gallery owners or even divo gallery owners um uh so so yeah it's it's not easy but i do not think it needs to be that way i really believe that there can be a change for good because the art's good i think it's really important part of our culture of our uh, everything and especially what's going on in the world today. It's like, you know, let's not make life harder for people. Well, hopefully uh, some of the things you've uh, shared with us and uh, our conversation today will um, help make some changes in the system in the bigger picture. That's the hope, Noah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And great to meet you. And um, yeah. thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us about this okay. issue. Yes, thank you so much for reaching okay. out. It was a real pleasure speaking with you. All right, I'll talk to you shortly. Okay, Thanks. bye.